This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Our message today is, what child is this? And so many times we get maybe a misunderstanding of what Christmas is all about. Uh, sometimes through, uh, you know, people don't mean to give a wrong message, but like Christmas shows or Christmas movies, I know that they're pretty famous on television now. But I'd like to know uh, what the Bible says about what Christmas is all about, who Jesus is. A long, long, long time ago, I, one of my systematic theology classes I had to take, and one of the big subject matter was on angels. And uh, back in those days, I wasn't the best student, not that I couldn't be the best student, but um, I was occupied, and I put full responsibility and blame on Robin, because that's what my mind was uh, occupied on. My friend Ken Velarde would say from time to time when he was on staff, do you remember when such and such professor was talking to us about such and such subject matter? And I would say to him, Ken, was Robin in that class? And he goes, yes. Then I don't remember anything the professor said. And so, and then his response was, well, that's why you're married, and that's why I'm not. And so, uh, those were his words. And so... Um, but we talked about angels, and today I want to talk to you about angels. But what do we really know about Christmas? Now, one of my favorite little Christmas cartoon shows was this one, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I got this idea from uh, Richard Beck, one of my favorite authors. What can we learn about Christmas from How the Grinch Stole Christmas? The book, there's something special about Christmas. And uh, I'm going to just share a little bit about the story. I'm going to read a little bit. But I want you to just, as you probably have read and you've probably watched this, think along with me. There's something that's transcendent than presents, than Christmas trees, meals, or decorations. Something, it's a direct quote from the, the book. It's a little bit more. And so if you don't know the story, I just want to tell you a basic plot is that this creature, the Grinch, who lives in the mountains above Whoville, and he, uh, there's a bunch of noise going on that's down below, and it's the noise of Christmas, and he hates it. So he dresses up like Santa Claus one day, and he ties a horn on the head of his dog, Max, and they sled down into Whoville, like slain down with a reindeer. And once he gets there, he begins quietly to steal all the Christmas presents, the trees, the decorations, and food. And he packs it all up, and he heads back up to his mountain home just before Christmas Day is dawning. His plan was foolproof. He figures that if he can take everything away of the Christmas stuff, the Who's, that's who people live in Whoville, Whosville, won't be able to celebrate Christmas. But the Grinch is wrong. In this very uh, climactic scene, the Who's from Whoville come out of their homes 
without a single piece of Christmas paraphernalia, no Christmas tree, no presents, and they begin to sing their song. And they begin to sing a song and welcoming Christmas. When we hear this song, when the Grinch hears this song, and this is a quote, so he paused and the Grinch put a hand to his ear and he did hear a sound rising above the snow and somehow or other it just came the same. The Grinch and his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling, how could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore, then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And so, as he says this, the realization is pretty profound upon the Grinch. And if you know the story, his heart begins to expand. And this is what we can learn from this story. That Christmas is more than ribbons or tags, more than packages or boxes or bags. Christmas was more than that. But there's something puzzling about this story. It doesn't actually tell us what Christmas is. It only tells us what Christmas isn't. We know it isn't bags. We know it isn't tags. We know it isn't boxes or bags. But that story, how the Grinch stole Christmas, doesn't tell us what Christmas is. So if you watch that cartoon story, it's nice, it has a great theme to it, but it doesn't actually tell us what Christmas is. It reminds me of an old worship song for those of you who are old enough to be around when this song is called, This is How We Overcome. And we used to sing it in our college ministry, and everybody would go crazy on that song. There was a guy named Brian who was a shot putter for Florida State, and uh, he would be in this corner of our, where we were at, and he would spin like a, a shot putter, like he would be excited for Jesus. And one time I forgot something, and I forgot that he was there, and I was going to run down the aisle where he was, and I almost got knocked out. Good thing I did the Matrix thing, and I just uh, missed the punch. But there's a funny song about, the funny thing about this song is this is how we overcome. It says, your light broke through the night, restored exceeding joy. Your grace fell like the rain and made this desert live. You've turned my mourning into dancing. You've turned my sorrow into joy. You lifted me up. I stand on higher ground. You have turned my mourning to dancing. You've turned my sorrow into joy. And this is how we overcome, this is how we overcome, this is how we overcome. But if you actually listen to the song, it never actually tells us this is how we overcome. And I remember talking to our worship leader, make sure you talk about the scripture in Revelation chapter 12 where they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb. 
Because songs, this particular song, did not tell us how we overcome. And this story, The Grinch That Stole Christmas, doesn't tell us what Christmas is all about. So maybe uh, we should tell the parents, all us parents, hey, don't let TV tell you what Christmas is all about. If you have your Bibles with me, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 1, and I'm going to just cruise through this front part of the story, but it's the famous story, the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah. So the next few weeks, we're going to lead up to who Jesus is. Now, one of the things about us evangelicals, is, and I noticed even in our singing, is that we can't help but get to the, the point. You know, Advent is about leading up to the, the birth of Jesus. So songs are about the leading up to the birth of Jesus. Our messages should be about leading up to the birth of Jesus. Uh, but maybe, uh, I don't know what it is in all of us, maybe many of us, is that we like to look at the last chapter and read what actually happened. And so it's tough. It's tough to talk about, Christmas, have a Christmas message that just leads up to the birth of Jesus because here, like right now, we're going to talk about the birth of Jesus. Now, if you have Matthew, your Bibles with you, Matthew chapter 1, it's the genealogy, genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah. And this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then the next few verses, it just goes down and talks about his genealogy. And this is, this is important because it talks about, it's, it's making the point that Jesus is fully human. That Jesus is man. And I believe the writing of the genealogy is to, to tell us, the reader, the listener, that this is proof that he was fully man. There's not really much that needs to be stated after that. Now the story as we read gets a little different. But I believe that's for us to have the, the benefit of, a, of understanding. But we know that clearly that Jesus had a human mother without the benefit of a human father. The male part of the conception was overtaken by the Holy Spirit of God. No one in history has this kind of conception. And Matthew is laying out the very foundation that Jesus is very much like, very much like us, but at the same time very much not like us. He's different. I imagine the next few weeks we might even sing this song. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. The Grinch, the story of the Grinch does not answer the question, what child is this? And if we were to ask theologians, we'd probably get as many answers as we would have theologians. But I believe the angels will tell us in the story who Jesus is. And the very first thing we find in Luke chapter 1, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel. Once he sent, uh, we know that the angel Gabriel was once uh, announced the birth of John the Baptist and once to the mother of uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary was said is greatly troubled at his words when the angel says, let me make sure I read it correctly. 
In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel? Since I am a virgin, and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her six months. No word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left. And so if you just need to look into the scriptures, and you just need to go to Luke chapter 1 to see the answer that what Christmas is all about, what Christmas really is, where we don't find those answers in cartoons or songs. I can only imagine what Mary must have felt. I can't actually imagine what Mary felt like. I think if some of us were to see an angel right now, we would, um, we'd, we would doubt it. One of the things I loved about uh, Dr. Pete Morton's class, um, that we talked about the, basically the supernatural, and that was the name of the book. And sometimes in our finite left, West, left brain Western mindset, we can't even imagine what, uh, the supernatural. What, what would an angel, uh, how would we respond if we were to see an angel? But the Bible tells us that uh, something pretty profound that the angels tell us, the angel Gabriel, he's, called, he's to be called the Most High. He will sit on the throne of his father David, and he will reign forever. This is remarkable. Even 2,000 years later, here today, we don't truly, fully understand the context. But there's something that Gabriel says, and he tells her, and he says this. In verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. In other words, Jesus' Father is none other than Jehovah God, which means Jesus is God. So what child is this? Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Later on, we're going to see that Joseph's angel is going to tell us who Jesus is. In verse 14, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. Before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and in dreams said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, 
because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. We sang this this morning. Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, we don't know if it's Gabriel, but it sounds very much like Gabriel the angel. And he makes this incredible announcement. She will give birth to a son in Matthew, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people. So if you want to know what Christmas is all about, that Jesus is born to save his people, to come to save. Jehovah saves. Now, in our culture, we don't like to hear, like, save from what? And that's something that we have to walk people through as we tell them the story of the birth of Jesus. Another angel will tell us what, who Jesus is. It's the shepherd's angel in Luke chapter 2. What child is this? In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census to be broke, taken of all inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while the Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on their way to register for the census each to his own city. Joseph also went out from the Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house of the family of David. In order to register along with Mary, he was, who was engaged him and was with child, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In verse 8, this is what the angels will have to say who Jesus is. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there is born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel of multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Who is this? He is Christ the Lord. Mary's angel visit announces that Jesus is God's son. Joseph's angel visit announces that Jesus is Jehovah who saves. The shepherd's angelic visit announces that Jesus is Lord. 
But there's, I think, a bigger announcement. And it's found in Luke chapter 3. And you have to wait a few years in order to, in the storyline to get this. But it's chapter 3 of Luke. And now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was 30 plus years old, was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came out of heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So the title of our message this morning is, What Child Is This? What Child Is This? Who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet, anthem sweet while shepherds watch her keeping. This is the Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lie he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners hear the silent word is pleading. Nails, spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. And again, I just want to remind us that the angels tell us who Christ is. And God, at the end, of, during the, uh, after Jesus was baptized, he will tell us who Christ is. And although I like the movie, uh, the story of the Grinch that stole Christmas, it does not tell us what it's about. It just tells us that you can have Christmas without gifts and tags and boxes. So this morning, I pray that here at Mosaic Church, and even in my own heart, that as we begin to to turn the table and we are, you know, it's full throttle on Christmas season. And quite honestly, I'm not a big fan of being, I feel like I'm pressured by the culture to just, you know, dive in and, and, and be materialistic and, and, you know, shopping all the time. And um, I'm glad to say, I don't even think we even looked at a shopping list yesterday or, or, or Friday, Black Friday. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying I'm glad we didn't. But I really wanted to concentrate and contemplate and to meditate on who Christ is. And that, that we're making sure that what child is this is that we truly have a biblical understanding who Jesus is. Is that when we at the office or at work or at play or at some dinner gathering that we can uh, converse with our coworkers the true meaning of Christmas. And that we wouldn't be ignorant and let Cartoons tell us what we think Christmas is about. Or some Hallmark movie. Or some, something that the media will tell us what Christmas is all about. But I pray as Mosaic members, family members, that we would be biblically literate and see what child is this. What child is this? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. 
We thank you for your goodness and kindness. Lord, we know that Christmas is not about presents and gift wrap. Lord, we know it's about you. Lord, we say thank you that you, you were born. You were physically born. We say thank you. We see that in Luke chapter one. Lord, we see where the angels tell us who you are to confirm who you are, the son of God. Lord, we say thank you that they continue on to say that God with us, that you are God with us. And Lord, that you come to save us from our sins. Lord, that's so strange to hear in our culture about sins, that there's actual behavior that is not according to your plans. We've missed the mark. So Christmas is a time where we are reminded how much we need you. Thank you for saving us from our sins. Lord, this Christmas season, I thank you that what the uh, angels said to the shepherd, Lord, that they came to bring good news because they were born a savior for us. This is Christ the Lord. Lord, we say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I pray, God, as we go about our ways, and Lord, and everything just picks up full steam again tomorrow, Lord, that we wouldn't get lost, that we wouldn't lose sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Lord, we say thank you. We love you. And Lord, be with us as we go our ways. Thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.